Yeah, I wanted to book you on this uh, show that I do. It's that basement show. There's no mic, no chairs, and unfortunately, this time around, I can't pay you, but there is a buffet. Cops retirement party. I got no room for you to stay in, but there's free drinks. You wouldn't mind uh, hiding out for about a half hour, 45 minutes until the uh, birthday girl gets there, would you? Wondering if you'd like to do comedy uh, on a boat. Not a very big boat, kind of just like a real boat. Really, it's just a canoe. Let me know if you want to do the gig. Hey, welcome to our podcast. This is Death by Comedy. I am Chris Walsh. I'm Gary Peterson. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Gary? You all right? I'm okay. It's 112 where I am. It's Um, a hot one. I don't know mm -hmm. if we're going to be showing the video on these, but you can tell by the video of me. It looks like I'm melting. I look like a wax figure. And uh, it's funny that this... Sorry, go ahead. You're, you're very Irish. I'm partly Irish, and we both, uh, just being partly Irish, I struggle in the sun. You, 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 you look, look like good, you though, just... but you look angelic. You look <laughs> like, like beautifully cherubic, as you always do, Gary. I'm sitting on a little literal block. This is like a, a current-day block of ice. They ship food with these, and I put them in my freezer. My girlfriend was like, why don't you sit on the block of ice? And I'm like, yeah, I will. It's just our, our pet block of ice. So, you know, this is a show generally about hell gigs and such like that. Uh, this is not a hell gig, but it's kind of a hell situation for you and I. I think Have we got you, like 110 degrees where you are. It's over 100 here. Just thinking out loud, I mean, we did, you know, we came from the, the depths of New England and you came mm-hmm. out here as I came out here uh, years yeah. later after you. But you know, those places where it would be this hot on the inside, I, right. I can immediately say Dick Doherty's Comedy Vault right. uh, on a Sunday night. Right. Just Do you they, remember they, get... they put that big fan in the doorway? It was like they were trying to blow the hot air up the up the oh. stairs or whatever. They used to that have this stupid. giant fan that would like, could cause a hurricane. And mm-hmm. they would either, I think they maybe they turned it towards the audience. So during the show, you just have this like, you know, it's like a, huge those giant like like the ones they would have in middle school mm-hmm. on the hot days where it was just like it was like you know you could power one of those fan boats with it and they would just yeah. blast the audience and maybe turn it off and it was just super hot Dick nothing but interfere with a show it yes. never felt good i was surprised to begin with <laughs> it was always <laughs> nightmarishly uncomfortable in that place uh, uh, to the point of no return, either emotionally or physically, uh, that place <laughs> sucked. I but figure, you- I always felt good about that place. I liked the vault. This is such an inside baseball thing, but if you've been in like a, the comedy vault in Boston underneath Remington's, you could mm-hmm. hear the trains going by when they came, like you were on a level with the trains or the train mm-hmm. were like, you were, it was almost like performing comedy in a train station briefly when the train came by. But that was the one place when I was started solo that I felt like I was actually, you know, it was kind of a nightmare setup, and the people who ran the place were a nightmare. And mm-hmm. but like I remember thinking one night when I was on stage there, like, oh, I'm finally getting good at this, you know. And that's kind of what our what this podcast can is generally about is about finding yourself through performing in hell. Um, yeah. And they and yep. they had chicken fingers, which I like. <laughs> I, I talked to Joe. 
the burger. I'd say the burger and fries were my wheelhouse. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I think that feeling of home, feeling like, oh, right. I've arrived or I am at home or feeling like I'm getting good at this. I never felt that there, but I do know the moment and place I did feel it, which was, I think it was St. Patrick's Day at the Comedy Studio in Cambridge. Oh, wow. At the Hong Kong. Um, and I was just, uh, I had just been grinding away, head down, mm-hmm. getting up as much as I can every uh, night of the week uh, that I was possible. I was working 5 a.m. to 5 p.m., I think, on a commuter boat. Wow. I, still, I, I had no good, like, instincts. I had yeah. not a defined look. Um, mm-hmm. But... I started to get that thing where, um, where I understood like, oh, I need to just speak in jokes. Everything yeah. I need to say needs to be spoken uh, as a joke, which took forever to figure out. Right. And then I was loose and I was fucking with the crowd and I was killing. And I was like, yeah. oh, this feels, this feels right. This feels mm-hmm. like I'm getting good at this. And, uh, and even though it's still like, I don't, I bet you I don't do any of the jokes right. from that set. Uh, uh now right. um but it was something like i'm starting to get the fucking hang of this and it comes from that shithole nightmare <laughs> fighting but it what out. you realize is that what you needed was the crowd to be hammered <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. on saint patrick's day um, they were fine they were pretty t- i mean it's Cambridge, yeah i mean it's it's you know. yeah the, you know the comedy studio that was my home club as well and they were always very they listened which was rare uh, generally, mm-hmm. especially when you're starting out. Um, it was you well, know, really nice. That was why I went there. I mean, it was most, it was every Friday that you guys mm-hmm. closed, right? Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I need to see them, you and Dave, do this as much as possible. And right. I was like, so I would sit in the back of the room uh, or work the door if it was too packed. I would take notes on people and I'd watch people that were doing really well and figured mm-hmm. it out and were, you know, figuring out like taking risks. And even if you guys like did the, like, I think it was the Fung Wah story was, mm-hmm. was the typical closer. You would always have a little thing that you would bring in that would be fresh and new. And I was like, yeah. I love that. Um, like you would talk about seeing the departed and you were both <laughs> saying, cocksucker, cocksucker, cocksucker. It's like the fucking cocksucker. It's like, that's how you started your set. Yeah, I'm not a fucking a... rat guy. <laughs> yeah, and um, I was, I was just like, oh, they're making it real. They're making it now. Yeah, and, and it still took me years to figure out. I think it's, it. I think it's finding yourself like in the moment, um, and that can really be, you know, uh, scary, and it, and it can work just as much as it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, you know, we never really wrote anything. We just kind of half-assed it when we got there. And we were lucky enough that we knew each other well enough that it worked a decent amount of the time. And that was a, you know, that club was a safe club, you know, but I guess to like bring it back around to our guest on this week's uh, podcast, it's like, you know, finding, having a home like that and like connecting with people. Like it's one of those things that I really miss about comedy right now is the connections Mm -hmm. that you have with people. You know, you go on the road together, the gig might be terrible, but you're with your friends. You know, and I think that's something that a lot of people are missing right now. And it's something that I really liked listening to on this um, today's podcast where you talked to Jenny Z 
about all these great things and your sort of relationship that you have together. And I, I felt like a sort of a passenger in the backseat on this one that could chime in whenever, but I got to see, you know, the connection you have with a good friend, which is, you know, a big part of what all this is about, you know, and, yeah. and, and really what we're missing right now in the world yeah. with this fucking crazy pandemic. I, I remember we were, you know, sort of coming up together. She's from Minnesota, but going to mass art. And we were doing dive bar shows, but it was mm -hmm. like, we were around the same age and we were both uh, intelligent people mm -hmm. um, that had like a different perspective and talking about, um, you know, atypical things that, right. that, you know, some people our age, you know, we were talking about like longing or yeah, fucking yeah. depression <laughs> or racism and like yeah. talk about these things that, uh, you know, other comics in our class um, who were very funny would seem to be preoccupied with like a lot of the dating material mm -hmm. or this or that. And yeah, so uh, abstract stuff. We were just like, we clicked instantly because of what we were both fascinated in. It was like, yeah, I mean, we can tell a horrible date story here and there like anybody else, but we wanted, we were like, what is the act? We were both in that mindset of like, what is, what is we want, what do we want our acts to say? Right. And, uh, and, and we push each other and still continue to push each other. And, uh, she's done a, a fantastic number of things and I'm so glad she joined us. Um, so, uh, without further ado, uh, this is our conversation on death by comedy with Jenny C. Death by comedy. Death by comedy. Hello. Hi. Gary, we met in 2008. So that makes it 12 years. Well, there you go. I knew you for three years prior. How did I? <laughs> Put the just, smack ow. down right away. <laughs> Take it to him. I, I, I really like you. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, it's been a it's been a while. Uh, uh, Jenny, you're in, in Los Angeles alongside uh, Christopher and, and myself, and mm -hmm. I think uh, uh, at this point in time, uh, uh, we're going to be releasing these a little bit over probably a month away, but. Uh, I think the center of the United States for leading Corona cases, which is <laughs> pretty great. Uh, LA doing it. We're champions. Um, are we really are you, right now? I think we're ahead, right? But we surpassed I, New York. I, I, I hope we, so. We, <laughs> we, did we flatten? Did, I thought does we anybody flattened know? it or who gives a shit? Yeah, it's, it's everybody's been, over it by like, yeah. by a month and a half. People are like, yeah. "Who gives a fuck?" Yeah, but Let's never talk about it you, again. I, I mean, we're all like stuck inside, but you're a busy bee. Uh, uh, you're, mm -hmm. you're you're doing a lot of Zoomy shows. I'm and doing Zoomy shows. Instagram I'm still, livers like, inside. That's not mm -hmm. true. I did I did a lot of outdoor things. Nice. <laughs> I mean, you go for a lot of walks. I have a lot of walks. I moved. Gary helped me move. Oh, that's yep. nice. Yeah. Um, um, uh, it was about 100 degrees. And, yeah, Gary's uh, a fucking killer champion. Well, that seems like a, a nightmare in these days and times is moving, you know, moving around during this business. I'll, I'll it's tell more you, a nightmare for Gary. Yeah. It oh, really sure. was. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Because any mm -hmm. other time, uh, and I love Jenny. She'll do anything for anybody. Uh, uh, and I can't look at her where I say compliment. It's genuine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, 
It's one of those things when you're helping someone move in uh, any normal circumstances, you can be like, oh, I can't. Um, but now there's really no reason <laughs> for me to be like, I'm busy because <laughs> there's nothing. There was right. no excuse I could give. So she was yeah. like, could you come help? I was like, fine. Um, <laughs> no, it's a, it's a joy. Just moving is stressful. Uh, uh, and you have moved a record. I think you're, you've moved more than anyone I have ever met, Jenny. Really? You are, uh, I think so. How many times you took, you okay. told me the number and I was like, what the so fuck? The, the last place I was at was the longest I'd ever lived in one place was for five years. Oh, nice. And so I've been in LA. I've lived in three places. Uh, my first place was six months cause I had to leave cause, okay. uh, I lived with my sister and it was bad. And then mm-hmm. I was in the place for five years and now I'm in this new place. When I lived in Massachusetts, um, college years, college years was Mission Hill, uh, or the dorms, Mission Hill, um, then Jamaica Plain, then mm-hmm. Somerville, then Revere, then back to JP, then, uh, oh, wait, wait, no, sorry, uh, JP, Revere, back to JP then Somerville and then from Somerville I went to New York City and from New York I went to LA so that's just in like what 12 years I moved 10 times you've lived everywhere but Chelsea (laughs) (laughs) just on your own (laughs) and before that you're from Minnesota and uh uh uh, you moved to to Massachusetts did you move there for college so my mom lived there since I was 11 and so I was going back and forth. And then I went to school there for a little bit. And then I left and went to school home. But then, because Massachusetts has a, a state arts school, I moved to back so that I would, could pay state tuition to go to this ah, school. Ah, that old trick. That's yeah. great. Oh, the registrar was not happy about it. At one point, <laughs> uh, I was outside. It was like freshman year. And I was like, so for like summer classes, is it okay like if the if the classes are like in a different state? And he goes, I don't know why would they be in another state? You're from Massachusetts, I thought. And I'm like, well, no, <laughs> no, they're not. But fuck it, he is bald but still had hair down to his tits. Okay, that sounds like it a somebody who would work in and then just hair to his tits. Somebody who would work in an art school. That's I'm gonna comb my beard up and then let it grow down. <laughs> yeah. To like the Hulk Hogan. Where did your sides Just grow silk- up? To my sides, like on my head. Yeah. Yeah. It if Can you I grow it don't up? Sh- it's no. It stops <laughs> at like a quarter inch. And then uh, I just look like Bram Stoker's Dracula. You know when like <laughs> they first arrived in the castle and he's He's like, <laughs> it's one of those. And then um, you turn into rats really? and scurry out of the room. <laughs> you could really erase your new Judaism with it. Yes. <laughs> I, found, I found that I was Jewish. Uh, uh, for many of you that don't know, Jenny's one of the chosen like me <laughs> now. And, uh, <laughs> You're like me. I swear- I've been Jewish longer than you. Oh, what is- I guess. I was did you both find out later in life or what are you talking about or is that just Jenny's a joke? Jenny's no this is true because Jenny's okay. always been Jewish culturally <laughs> and and uh, uh, ethnically <laughs> I don't know what to say. 
Um, and I grew up, you know, uh, Chris and I are, are from very similar ilk of like mm-hmm. Irish Catholic upbringings. And I, you know, uh, it, we, mine was more removed of like, they had been tired of the Catholic church, that generation yeah. or the, the churches in general. Um, yeah. so, uh, my parents didn't give a shit and <laughs> they were too tired. And then, um, uh, my my uncle, who's a very educated judge in Massachusetts, started doing genealogy during this time. And mm-hmm. about two weeks ago, we found out my family was unaffectionately known as the Jews of Sicily. Wow. <laughs> like, it says that like nobody liked them because they were Jewish, so much so that the uh, Catholic mafia, which doesn't make sense if they're like, oh, I need a favor, and then they cut your balls <laughs> off and like, forgive me, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> But they Catholic though. All mafia people. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, well, yeah, I think so. I think yeah, I think mafia is a, kind of a synonymous with Catholicism, right? Catholicism is a lot about making deals, so I yeah. think it makes sense. Where you and just if you, like, and if you fuck school. up, they'll crucify you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's, although, although I think that was more of a Jewish thing. It was a Roman uh, thing. A Roman hey. thing. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. And then washing the Romans. hands, that was a very Roman thing. Uh, <laughs> but we Not for the history. It was insane. Oh, nice. uh, uh, this, this, this news of Sicily thing, nobody liked us, and the mafia mm-hmm. took it upon themselves to execute all of our horses. Oh, <laughs> and then goodness. we ran away in flight. <laughs> and uh, you, watch, you watch like The Godfather, and you're like, oh, my God, one horse. They took a whole farm out, <laughs> and my family hasn't been back since. They didn't have enough beds like, to put the heads in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go back. You got to go back and be like, I am owed so many horses. I think I have some sort of, I might have some sort of claim to that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm sort of Jewish, I guess. And then when they came to America... They had like kind of talked amongst themselves. They're like, we're no longer gonna advertise this, so let's just let's just lay low, right? And and just they, they had an agreement anything. never to never to talk about the blood. Yeah, because yeah. they they landed in Boston. They landed in right. Catholic Boston. They're like, well, <laughs> no fucking way. Uh, I mean, probably so. better than the Irish Catholics and the Italian Catholics. Yes. Wow, well, a lot of trouble there. We don't have enough time. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's Who's a real nightmare with those farm? irish catholics mm. all the self-hate alone um okay. so I, I guess i'm curious uh jenny because i don't know you as well as gary does i mean we've met you know probably uh under a handful of times i don't i'm not sure i mean uh congratulations for all the exciting stuff you've been doing in your career it's very Thank exciting you. to see uh this show started as kind of a way to talk about all the sort of nightmare moments of comedy. You know, it's mm-hmm. like we find ourselves in this like pandemic, but we're really like Gary and I kind of delighted in the fact that it wasn't always great. So I guess I, I wonder how, like when you started to get into comedy, like when you were in school, I guess, in Massachusetts, is that yeah. kind of how it started for you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I, my first show was uh, the bringer, um dick doherty's bean town oh, comedy yeah. vault me too right. baby trial yeah. by fire yeah they were it was at the vault it was a vault show like a two-person bringer yeah yeah and uh, did you this 
describe the vault for those okay. that are yeah. the uninitiated. Could you give it? Yeah, let's all give our version I love of the it. vault. This is okay. Great. Yeah, Jenny, um, you go first. Okay, so you go downstairs for, in this bar that no one was ever in. <laughs> you go downstairs. It had a real Boston vibe, like someone was passed out in the corner and like a, a little bit of their own piss. What was Remington's. it Remington's. Remington's. I almost said Radigan's. I'm yeah, like, no, it was actually a fun hang, that bar. So you would go down and then it was like this small room with round tables and this tiny weird little stage that had a banner where all the comedians were beans. <laughs> Which would be comedians that maybe me. never played there. Yeah. They were all because of because <laughs> yep, because Bean Town. <laughs> right. They and look Stephen kind of Wright like testicles. Like, Stephen Wright is a bean. Right? They look kind of like testicles. Stephen right. Wright. That's not you, just me. No. But they were but they were like the the character had bean body and then like stick figure arms. Yeah, little feet. It would yeah. be like this. It would be like Tiny. like Yes. Like, like almost a, like an old prop act. It would like be like a, like a people. Yeah. And then so, airbrushed. Yes. And then there was uh then there was a big vault. You went behind the vault and there was a right. bar behind the vault. Mm-hmm. Um I think it was or something. Yes. Ants and booths and they yeah. didn't really use the bar back there. I think maybe just on special occasions. Perhaps. It yeah. was it was always you could tell who was a kind of a bad comic and who was a good comic because everybody sitting in a booth giving advice downstairs yes. was the worst comic you've ever seen. <laughs> Never done comedy outside lo- this open mic. That is a good point because anyone who was good would be sitting upstairs at the bar. Yeah, they Generally, have their set they would, list. Yeah, they would wait. You well, it would be like you know, like like Dustin or somebody smoking a cigarette, or you know, yelling at the bartender, and Kevin then they'd Knox. be like, "You're on," and then you'd go down the back staircase. You know, it had like a little switchback, and then they would go just kind of go up. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to oh, cut yeah, you guys there was off. Like was, a thing in the back, I forgot that there was an entrance in the back that you went, could go downstairs. Cut through, yeah. sort of like the kitchen. Yeah. Um, most of the people, like when you first went on, Jenny, you probably didn't, you know, you probably entered from the front like most people. But I think as you performed more, you probably got the hang of the place. You got to know, yeah. you know, the owner that the guy who owned that place was a really nice guy. I never met him. I just remember meeting um, Dick's wife. Not who, Dick. I wasn't talking about Dick. <laughs> I know. No, but, but I never met Dick. I saw him once and I was like, that man looks terrifying. Yeah. Um, and then Dick, Dick looked like Ben Franklin if he never invented anything. <laughs> and yes. Only but, but, he did, but he did discover meth. And yes. <laughs> he, uh, not really meth. He's a heavy set fella. But he was infamous coke. in the 80s for being a coke dealer to all the comedians mm-hmm. to the point where uh, dana gould a very funny comedian saw that he was still alive and was like i can't believe that guy is around <laughs> <laughs> he did so much coke and sold it you got people hooked on drugs yeah. uh not a good I mean, person i remember see i think i saw him from across the room and was like that guy looks like he will die he's not dead yet yeah but kathy was scary and then i also oh, was yeah. amazed that he had a wife but she, I remember very specifically the first time I performed her coming up to me and being like, if anybody wants to book you or wants your contact, if I see you give it to them and not go through me, you'll be banned. Oh, my mm. God. They love that is to a control nice it. Kathy yeah. knew so little about comedy and show business that going back to the beans where it was looked like organs with feet. 
on this yeah. banner behind the stage. Yeah. It's so disgusting. The comedy Beantown Vault. Right. Uh, one uh. of them is, uh, you know, like people like Stephen Wright, Lenny Clark, uh, Dane Cook, all people that would never go back there. Right. Um, and uh, she knew so little about comedy uh, that one time, uh, Academy Award winning slash Grammy winning Stephen Wright showed up. Did you guys know this? What, that he won a Grammy? Uh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> he, he's one of my favorites. He shows yeah. up to the club. He goes downstairs and he's like, hi, um, uh, this is a, a nice show you got. It's like a random night. Yeah. And he's about to go out on the road. And he, uh, he's like, how do, you, um, how, do you, how do you get involved with the show? Dan Crone's hosting. He's on stage. And he sees Kathy talking to Stephen Wright. And she yes. says... Academy Award winner, Stephen Wright. Academy Award winner, Grammy winner, uh, hilarious. Stephen Wright, uh, she says, uh, well, you got to come on Sunday. You got to bring two people. And um, you know, maybe call ahead. Maybe in a couple weeks, we might have a spot. And he goes... All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, my God. Ew. As he's awesome. leaving, Dan Crone runs up. Yep, there it is. Perfect. <laughs> That's bean. your screensaver? It is now. <laughs> Looks infected. Uh, <laughs> as Steven is leaving, Dan yells, Kathy, he's one of the beans, and starts chasing down <laughs> Stephen Wright, who had just vaporized. He was just gone. Yeah. And he'll yeah. never go back. Right. Well, no one will because it's gone. <laughs> well, that's how he. That's how he travels around. By the way, he's even right. He just like, vaporizes. Fucking ninja. But uh, that's amazing, um, and I'm not at all surprised. Yeah. And 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 if he had played there, she would have been like, "This is my card. If you ever perform anywhere else, <laughs> you, you'll you be gotta go through us. You, don't you should speed it up. Speed so, it up. Add props. Uh, so I, I take it. I take it, Jenny, that you had a gr- good set that night, though. You must have had a pretty good set. Otherwise, I mean, I don't think she I was probably going so. up and threatening everybody. <laughs> I mean, I think the set I had was fine. Also, it was like it was June, so actually we're coming up on like my twelve year anniversary. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I got a similar one. I'm at the end of May. Oh, nice. So. Yeah. Um, I remember it was like, it was like some basketball thing. So there was almost mm-hmm. no one in the crowd. Right. <laughs> I was some, like, whatever. Yeah. Right. Some it was fun. Off. Yeah. I was going through a breakup. I think that's why a lot of, um, people go into stand up. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of us. And then you yes. never stopped. True. Cause you realize the void will never be filled. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will be as good as this. I'm going to be nope. going through breakups for the rest of my life. Yep. No one will ever compare. <laughs> Boy, we used to we used to pull a trick at the vault where um, we would go like my brother and I kind of started around the same time. We did start at the same time, but we weren't we we were a team. We weren't a team when we started, but we would go and I would be like his plus one of his plus two or whatever, mm-hmm. and then the next week he would be there for me or whatever, and mm-hmm. then we figured out that we could just sort of be each other's, and then eventually it just became like we wouldn't bring two people. We would just kind of go and like ask the host or whatever. Yeah. Um, I like the vault. The vault was one of those places I felt like if you could do well there, it was like the closest thing to a road room at that time when I started in Boston, where if you did well there, you noticed two things. One, you kind of felt it. But the other thing was the comedians in the back sitting where like the weird vault thing was, they would be a little bit more quiet. They wouldn't yeah. talk through your set. Like if you started to get good 
at comedy, they would all kind of quiet down to come out to watch, which I always felt was like a good gauge. If like the comedians were paying attention, then chances are you were doing all right. I, yeah. I just hated every minute of the vault. And, oh, uh, yeah. I, and it's, and this happens, I think with a lot of people is like the first room that you have to go to a city and perform and people don't know you and you get to prove yourself. And I wasn't very good, right. but it's a lot of like, who the fuck are you? You try to take time <laughs> away from us. We've been here for a while. Who's this new yeah. guy? And, uh, and then you get up there and you're not good cause you've never really done it. And it, it's painful and it's silent and, uh, and you know, it's just a grind. And I, right. I, I remember and the looking at all the other comics, I don't, I remember watching really anybody because, you know, like Bulger um, was maybe one person, Dan Bulger, not Whitey. Dan Bulger would do this show. Um, Alvin David would host sometimes like those people I would, I'd like and watch, but 98% oh, yeah. are people that would never do comedy. You're like, this is comedy. I hate yeah. this. I don't want to be around. this <laughs> shit. And I remember when you guys started, you know, uh, both of you guys, like there were a lot of terrible comedians yeah. who were like, I would watch them because they were so bad. Mm-hmm. Like I would be like, Oh, that guy who like sprays whipped cream on his face. Yeah, is going up again. You know what I mean? There was always like, that's what I liked about the vault is because it was a bringer and there weren't a ton of other bringers. People would drive down from like the hinterlands and they would have like a, like a sound cue and they'd be like, play this song. And then they do like a weird musical sketch. And I'd be like, I can't fucking wait. I love bad comedy. You know, like I would be like, that guy's up again. He's in the chicken outfit or whatever, you know, and that, that stuff I feel like didn't happen too many other places. Did you guys feel that way or? I, I guess I don't. I like sometimes the idea of the bad comedy, but yeah. sometimes I just get very upset about it because. Yeah, I get that. Because you do sit and you try and you, and you try to come up with good stuff and then you see someone literally pull a SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> shirt over their face. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got to go up. And make a bunch of drunk people laugh at a uh, casino while two drunk relatives. For those, uh, well, I mean, the, I take offense to the drunk relatives. <laughs> Jenny, I think that's a personal dig. Out of you. <laughs> no, I know, the I know. owners of the of I'm that kidding. Club. I know who it is. But uh, <laughs> the, the drunk my My first Son, time there, my sister had, had to punch a uh, comedian who's very uh, sober now, but was not then. Your uh, sister had to punch someone yes. on your first performance? She, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> she punched him and threw him over a table because he was what? blackout. Yeah, I, I do not, because I'm friends with this person. <laughs> Were you like, no friends with like, Dan Crone? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I am not. I say that only because he's like six foot five. It's so funny to picture your sister whipping him over a table. Oh, but can amazing. you give us the story? We got to hear uh, this now. So it, my first time there, I did not do well. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I had like, I, I did that thing where it's like, you're so nervous and you don't rewrite. You just think of like every thought you can think of and put them on paper. And they're mm-hmm. all premises of like, hey, uh, the, the train doesn't give change. It gives Sacagawea dollars. Like... <laughs> Like doubloons, huh? And uh, that was like the closer. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. 
Um, so I bomb. Uh, Gullman showed up, which was like all Gullman my friends. Gullman used to go there a lot. Yes, and he crushed. He did his vanilla ice bit. He did his uh, Walkman bit. It was like all my friends were like, fuck, yeah, we'll pay $20 to go to an open mic. Because it wasn't free. That was fun. Uh, yeah. It wasn't free. You had to bring at least two people. I brought like 12. So I made them you know, hundreds of dollars yeah. uh, to just bomb in front of my, my friends and family who to this day are just like, do you still do that uh, a, a doubloons bit? <laughs> uh, and I'm like, no, I, I have a sense of humor. Uh, my sister sees this guy come to the stage. He's uh, a little out of it and he starts to sway. He's oh, no. last, last comic by default. I'll explain. Yeah. He takes his shirt off. Um, then uh, starts to go after one girl in the audience who's with a bunch of bodybuilders who are there to support his first time, Chris Penny, uh, a mutual friend. Oh, I love Chris. Great. So this, hilarious, right? Like Chris is so funny, but he was was just coming out of bodybuilding and transitioning into stand-up comedy. So (laughs) all of his fingers were bodybuilders. And then uh, the, 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 this guy just starts going uh like i I like this girl who's with the bodybuilders and he starts saying some creepy things and you know he had a problem at the time he's dealt with it but he sniffs one of them and uh that didn't go over too well um and then he sees my sister and he locks eyes with her and this is I don't know if you can see this act out. (laughs) I can't wait. He goes to throw a leg over behind her. Like he goes to sit and straddle my sister and with her boyfriend sitting there like this and they're not together anymore. Oh my God. Uh, She just goes boom and palms his chest and threw him over a table. Wow. And uh, Lisa, who was running the room on Sundays, goes, that's it. That's a show. Get everybody out. (laughs) Flicks the lights on. And uh, uh, can you that just was... tell us who this comic is, and then you can you can edit it out later? No, we'll have to do it off air, I guess. But uh, uh, you know, I, I I I know it's not Tom Dustin because he hasn't stopped drinking. <laughs> is it Ahmed? <laughs> it's Ahmed. Is it... <laughs> We're not. It doesn't sound it. like Ahmed, even if he was drunk. <laughs> that was that was my first time. Wow. And I was like, is it like this every night? That is a nightmare. <laughs> Um, and that's oh. weird to also go to your sister and be like, I'm going up again next week. Do you think you could come? Yeah. <laughs> she did. She's a good sister. Uh, Jenny and I met at, I think it was the comedy studio or Motley's maybe. Okay. I think it was the studio because Motley's hadn't opened yet. Okay. okay. And, I don't and think. Met your whole family. And we've had a lot of shows uh, touring colleges and um, you've been so kind and, and supportive. And we've gone out to the Midwest Oh yeah. 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 Wisconsin, Minnesota. Uh Salt of the Earth out there. Did we go we we only went to Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa, right? We didn't go anywhere else. I think so. So yeah. you guys had like a mini tour when you out, went out there? Yeah. Any the bad uh <laughs> any terrible comedy condo experiences? I mean the hotels are real rough. Oh, yeah. Um, real rough. The, 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 give me, give me a, give me a bad experience. What's it, the thing that sticks out? They, they were like Ozark level creepy, these hotels. Really? Cause okay, they're so like the, in the middle of nowhere and you're the only one in the hotel and you're like, how does this business stay open? And then you'd see one guy in the hallway and he'd be like spooked <laughs> and then he'd <laughs> yeah. like run away. <laughs> 
So the first one was in uh, Winona. No, not it was near Winona, Minnesota, and it was okay. a Days In. Oh Jesus! Yeah, real rough, and that was like our first one. Was the Days In in Winona, and it was just like you know one fluorescent light, creepy place. Oof. It's so brutal when you like show up there and the guy's not there and you're like, ah, I got to ring the bell or something. What's he yeah. doing? What is going on here? Why is there nobody here? It was then like the there was, one oh, bar and like the mayor's son worked at the bar. There were oh, three, three cops in, in the whole Iowa. town. So in yeah. Iowa in, uh, what's it called? Um, I forget, like Lafayette or some shit. Um, it was... The hotel was owned by the guy who also owned the gas station, who also owned the one bar in town. Oh, yeah. wow. And there were four police officers, which they had to double because the college kids were getting so rowdy. Oh, wow. They used to only have two officers. <laughs> Daytime and nighttime wow. officers. <laughs> it was like... Good cop, bad cop. Yep. <laughs> 700... It was 700 people in the town with the college, I think. It was, wow. so it was 500, and then okay. the college was 1,000. So there was like 1,500, okay. but still. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you went down those streets, and it was just the houses were – it just like someone cleared a field and like put houses randomly and then was right. like, what kind of trash do you want on your lawn? <laughs> Yeah, a lot of, a lot of every, every shotgun shack comes with trash. Yeah, <laughs> what, what kind of broken down car do you want on your lawn, <laughs> Mr. We, Davis? Oh, we, I'd like a, a Chevy and a burned out truck, please. <laughs> it, it was, so, how'd the gigs go out there? Gigs were weird, and yeah. getting to them, you'd have to drive. Every gig was five hours away. Every gig, yeah. it was like we got to drive in the flattest. Like I can see it. Because it's flat, <laughs> but it's going to take five hours to get yeah. to that. <laughs> it's like traveling in outer space. Yeah, it, it's just like yeah. we're on the yeah. same road. There's no one out. It's uh, 20 below because of the yeah. wind. And Jeez. whenever you go to a gas station, people will be like, I don't know you. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> they would look at us like 10 eyes on us at all times. Night of yeah. the living dead. We had um we had our first show was weird because we had they didn't tell me that they had already booked another comic too. Oh wow. Also brought an opener. So it was just four of us. In a cafeteria. In a cafeteria at night. That's... And the the advisor was awesome. Like we hung out yeah. afterwards. We went and did karaoke afterwards. We did karaoke, oh, right? Yeah. We took over a bar afterwards. Oh, we took over a bar. <laughs> we well, did well, more sets. But it was really it was, you did more sets at the bar, yeah. and we had yeah. so much fun. It was oh it really was Christian yeah. school, right? Was it Catholic? No, no. I think it was just well, actually, no. It was. I think it was like a Benedictine, whatever. Ah, uh, so they. What's what do they say to you, Jenny? Because you've done so many colleges. When they're like, you know, they see your act, they see what you do. They're like, we're going to give you money to come to our school, and then like right before the show, they'll sometimes surprise you with like, hey, can you um, no drugs. Yeah, no drugs, no swearing or less swearing. (laughs) Oh, don't talk about um, God or birth control. Right. (laughs) A lot of like, can't talk about birth control. And I'm like, oh, okay. They're they're 18. They know what it is. Um, (laughs) Hopefully. I did one show where it was a very Catholic school. And I, all I did was my joke about how my Jewish eggs are worth 
a lot of money. And then I said yeah, that great eggs weren't worth as much. Yeah. And they were mad. They wrote a letter. <laughs> oh, boy. We, it's, that's a shame. I, I, I guess, oh, one of the questions I had for you was, was, well, I guess maybe I'll save that one, but it's like when you're doing shows like that, like, is it, do you know ahead of time before you're going to, you're performing, if it's going to go badly generally, or are you pleasantly surprised when it goes well? Um, some, you know, are going to go bad depending on like the amount of people, the room they put you in, if there's going to be a, you know, a full light on. Right. (laughs) If, I mean, they kind of push everything in the corner of a cafeteria. Right. Yeah. And we, is that is that that's got to be the worst room to perform in, right? Cafeteria. Have you ever yeah. had worse than cafeteria? I've yes. Done noon cafeteria while Oof. I have a broken foot. Oh boy! So I had to go through all the kids eating lunch on crutches, get on the stage. Oh boy! Sit there Cold? for an hour. Yeah. Do you, do you Nobody introduces you. Summertime uh, bookstore at twelve p.m. in Minnesota. Remember. They you said, guys did that show? Yeah. It was a commuter school, so they didn't have anyone that lived there. And they figure the most traffic we're going to have is as wow. kids are picking up their books for the semester. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so this is- that, was, that was in Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah. That was close to my house. Yeah. And it was just like a daytime. They're like, well, kids are going to get their books, so we'll just do it now. Was it? <laughs> At the start of the semester, even, or yeah. was it like, yeah. oh, okay, September, well, that makes sense, right? I guess. No, wait, or no, it was the start of the winter semester, summer, mm-hmm. uh, start of the, the, the fall. Um, the fall so it semester. was like August, and kids are arriving to just get books for the classes. There's really no, there's, I think, maybe like 12 chairs, and did then they, the line. Did they throw in like a little uh pennant or anything when you <laughs> no. were done performing, you know, how they sell all those <laughs> little knickknacks. finger. <laughs> like a sweatshirt which is really nice oh that's nice college sweatshirt a t-shirt so i'm like stop get stop do you still do a lot of uh the college gigs jenny yeah i do i mean not now no (laughs) (laughs) well well three cancel and then i had one rebook and then i just booked one for september oh okay yeah do you do you remember what happened at the that christian school we we go there so they have a double headliner they surprise us with and he brought a girl that was married who was like, this guy's creep. Yep. <laughs> she, she was like quietly like, I don't feel comfortable with this guy. Oh, wow. He yeah. keeps saying creepy things. And we we're like, oh, we're sorry. He was, he was really like kind of brought this air of like, I'm too good for this. Oh, boy. And I'm like, we're in the same fucking place. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, who are you? Who? How, how are you fronting? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so what's your front, dude? <laughs> we had decided, like, for the good of the show, yeah, I'll, I'll host and kind mm-hmm. of like set expectations of hey, this is no longer your dinner, <laughs> this is right. a show. Um, I <laughs> know it's the best way to start a comedy show, yeah, exactly. There was, I was like, how many people know there's gonna be comedy? And I think it was like maybe 60%, it was like half, a little yeah. over half mm-hmm. new. Some people were like, I don't, I don't, I've never seen comedy in my life. What is I this? don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, I thought about it this year is like, we are for a lot of those college kids where they are their first comedy shows, yeah, mm-hmm. they've never been exposed to comedy outside of like comedy central or like mm-hmm. tiktok or some yeah, shit yeah yeah 
And then after seeing a show like this, why would you ever want to see another one? <laughs> I was like, gonna say, I was gonna say how lucky they they are. I mean, uh, you 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 two guys, don't but it's know. they don't a, know how lucky they are. They're fucking lucky, but it's a battle of the elements that the the administration unfortunately just didn't like. They don't have a light. They yeah, don't it's, advertise it's circumstance. They haven't prepped the crowd. They don't have like a school committee that's a rally that's like, hey, let's we're, we've got a great show. Everybody should stick around their hours before. You know, it was like we are dragging chairs onto a stage. We're like we're like half the staff now because we're setting it up. It really uh, is interesting how like a lay person who's never been around comedy has no concept of what a, a halfway decent show looks like. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like. I, I don't know why. I, I mean, I'm, I guess I may, but might be the only person here who finds that absolutely hilarious. You know, people. <laughs> I don't find it hilarious at all. No, you don't. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like so serious you, about performing now. Like I, right. I, I used to be like, Oh, whatever. Now I'm like, what's your light situation? Yeah. Do you know what you're doing? Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, like ahead of time, you're sending them your writer and you know, yeah. I get it. But, but I, I also, I'm also a bit of a failure. At <laughs> I'm not, I'm certainly not making a living going, driving college to college or flying in or whatever. Not like, yet, Christopher. Well, You'll get there. it was a decision I made at some point to be like, I'm just going to do dirty shit. You know what I mean? I'm just going to be a filthy guy. Co- I'm like, I, I think I painted myself into a corner in a manner of speaking. But uh, I do, the shows that I have done, very few of them in colleges were any good. And I think from my perspective is like, I'm the type of person who's an optimist. And I'm always like, this is going to be great. This is going to be so good. Like I never, I never, I don't think I ever necessarily got jaded, but then as I discovered how bad it was going to be, I just like something inside just is like delighted by like the fact that it's not on me. Like no matter how good, no matter how hard I try, no matter how hard I've worked up to this point, this is just going to be a disaster. You know, and that there's something freeing in that. There is when you're at home and you can drive 10 minutes uh, to your yeah. couch when you're in the middle of Winona, Wisconsin, <laughs> and you watch another Soda. headliner. Winona, Minnesota. Winona, Minnesota, yeah. excuse me. Uh, you watch the other headliner make all the women in the audience feel uncomfortable. Oh, with yeah, you yeah. had a letter. <laughs> he got, oh, he got really? like, written. They were like, you, because uh, he, he uh, I think he looked at a girl in the crowd and said, why are you sitting there being all cute? Oh and my God. He was like 30 and she's like maybe 19. She's like, I'm just sitting here. And he's like, <laughs> and, uh, oh, no. she, but did you guys, you guys got held responsible for that guy's behavior? No, no, oh. we didn't. Luckily. Yeah. So but you we, saw the letter. We, we, we heard he, he reached out and he's like, I wasn't doing anything. And we were all in agreement. Like, yeah, you were. Oh boy. Like, how do you not know you're crossing that line? But we we went to the bar. Do you remember, Jenny? We we went to like a folk night. Yes. It was. How did that even start? I started saying, "I, I need another show to wash this off." I do want to <laughs> read you guys a letter I got after I did one specific. Oh, great! Show. Please, that I love is, it. So it, this person needs a fake name. Um, but so I did a college show with my friend Jasmine Ellis. Jasmine Ellis is a, a female African American comedian. Very funny. Great. We did this show together in Wyoming and it was a great show. Everyone had a really fun time. It was right. like one of the better college shows. It was great. Mm-hmm. So this letter to the editor of the, um, 
of the school newspaper. And I'll just, I'll give you the, the highlights yes. from Emily Smith. I'm proud to say that I was one of the students who attended the evening comedy event hosted by whatever, but I'm ashamed to say I stayed for the duration. On the surface, it was a fantastic idea, but what I didn't expect was 90 minutes of raunchy, racist spectacles. Oh my God. <laughs> so, okay. Comedian number one, Jasmine Ellis, was much of what one would expect. Funny, somewhat self-deprecating, but good-natured. Yes, some of her jokes are racist, but it was okay because she's black. So she's what? making fun of her own people. That makes oh. it okay, right? No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dripping with sarcasm. <laughs> Comedian <Right>? number two <laughs> came up her slice on stage, and Jenny Zagrino was more than anyone expected. More blonde. I'm not blonde. More rude and more raunchy. Sure, some people chuckled, but hearing an hour of cracks about sexual fetishes, social stigmas, and the current green card situation was beyond too much. That is why I'm, I'm upset. That's the, uh, that is the heart of why I'm upset I stayed. So, first of all, um, yes, I do talk about sexual fetishes, but it's fun. And number yeah. two, the green card situation I made fun of was there was an Italian exchange student in the audience, and I'm like, you want to get married? <laughs> That's, <laughs> come on, that's standard operating procedure. Yeah, yeah. is it a foreign exchange if you say, hey, what's up, Italian Stanley? Yeah, yeah. It's weird and funny. <laughs> Italian yeah. um, <laughs> Did I call him that? Yes, I did. But you awesome. did. Okay, I will say it is a weird double standard. The other comic said it and got yelled at, and I say it, and it's just like, oh, whatever. But, you know, it's a power play. Okay. <laughs> so, basically, um, rec- Jenny, you're frozen. Oh no, Jenny, Jenny, come in, Jenny. It's God. it's so funny that oh, Jenny, right. still frozen. You okay. froze, and now yeah, I'm you're frozen. okay. And you said okay. so basically was where you left. Okay, out. so basically, um, so this person goes on to say, um, uh, talk about the racism. While most of us would say we aren't racist, it would be um, appalled. We would be appalled to be labeled as such. But each of us sitting in that auditorium that night were at fault. One, one could argue that it was okay to hear black jokes on stage because the woman giving them were black, was black. But the minute we laugh at, its pla- we laugh at it places us as participants too, and we shoulder the blame. Jesus. We only foster racist culture when we fund events such as these and further notions that it's okay and it's expected. Um, wow. And then she goes in, so why, um, what I'm asking is why in a day and age we try so hard to, to be politically correct about everything, we force women like Jasmine Ellis to spout stuff about her skin color just for some friendly laughs. No one's forcing her. It's, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack in that letter. No, I mean, like that. She's saying that you shouldn't be politically correct, but the entire thing is politically correct. Right. Yeah. Well, you kind of have a note says, at the end not to be so politically correct because we're f- forcing Jasmine yeah. Ellis into a box that we've created for her. Yeah, it's like, that, that's so confused. It it's, was so. It's so bad. It was. So, it's such a dumb letter, and it basically is just saying that like um, Jasmine, who her jokes about race were just about her having like a white husband. Yeah. And, like Jesus. having to put more sunscreen on him. Emily like, needs to get it. laid. She's not it's, a real person, but it was yeah, just but, like 
I think going back to exactly what we said is like this is their first comedy show for many of them. They don't know yeah. that this is a forum of uh, was Bill Burr say it's like I'm not making statements, I'm making jokes. Yeah, yeah. Like I could say anything, and like don't don't fucking take this shit too seriously. And people sit there and they're like, oh, what else? What else? Yeah, I think I think in a manner of speaking, though, I think uh, uh, I don't know why I said it like that. That made me sound more self-important. But um, question everything about myself after Emily's article. But um, and another thing, Chris, letter to the editor. I think having seen you guys perform or sorry, you Jenny perform comedy might be one of the best things that happened to her all of freshman year. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like challenging her where I she lives. Agree. Yes. Challenging her where she lives. She's like forced to think about all these things. She's going to look back on that article someday and be like, what the hell was wrong with me? Yeah. Or, or she'll be dead, which you know, we can only hope for. Hopefully. So much. I, I vote for dead. And uh, and the big thing that everyone really does forget at a, at a comedy show is nobody fucking made you go. Yeah. yeah. You came to a fun time of jokes. Yes. And, uh, and it's your own fault. Jenny, you've, you've done a ton of shows. And we had, on that same run, we had a few uh, nightmare students that didn't understand uh, what, how to act or how to... <laughs> Oh, you mean the one that you had to deal with during my set? It was the best show, hands down. Oh, the best show, Iowa, um, where they make windows. I forget the city. It's like a Dutch town, right? It was like a little uh, Amsterdam. We had like an, it's like a Hella, Hella, Iowa. Cinnamon S like pastry and all the girls in the shop. And and they, they were like 14 and they were like women and they all dressed like Dutch women. Oh. And Tulip Festival. So it like... It's what's cool, too, about, like, going around the country is, like, these little towns that look like the place that the immigrants built. So, like, uh-huh. you know, we have here in California, we have um, Solvang. Yes. And then in, in Kansas, there's a completely Swedish town. Yeah. Pella, it's, Iowa is a Dutch town. It's really interesting. It's great food, fun times. Yeah. Uh, you meet interesting people. And, and, uh, and the, the auditorium, perfect setup, beautiful stage, great lighting. Uh, 120 kids showed up. Oh, wow. Already, except for one. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm on stage having a great set. Just such a good set. Yeah. Gary, where are you during this time? I I was in the back watching. I was like, what a fun time. I had opened the show. It went really well. And it was like, it was like one of those sets like you could live off for like seven months where it's like, Oh, you're floating. <laughs> Everything That's you great. said was a joke and super like hit. And you walk off, they could have carried you off. And Jenny is just, uh, in the zone and it's fun to watch, watch friends yeah. crush, you know? Right. And, uh, this, I, I decide I'm going to go back in like the little green room area, drink some water. And, uh, uh as I see that she's kind of wrapping up and, uh, I see this, this like maybe sophomore freshman girl walk in like leading with her chin <laughs> and I'm just kind of like watching her and she doesn't say anything to anybody. She sits on a couch and she goes <laughs> <laughs> and just starts to vomit <laughs> on her face. Oh no. And, <laughs> and just like that. 
And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I drag, they didn't have like a small waste basket. So I had to take like, you know, those like industrial metal <laughs> hands with a tiny hole. I had to like wheel a giant <laughs> barrel in front of her face. I'm like, aim for the center, aim for the center. By the time I got it over there, she was just like, at that point where you're puking and just, but you're spitting. She's like, and uh, I go, you had a couple drinks, huh? And she goes, (laughs) and I said, listening, he's nodding. And yeah, yeah. he's like, thank you. I think I'm, I think I'm okay to go back in now. And I was like, I think you should just sit here and you should just, you know, Jenny's really funny, but uh, I think I think maybe it's going to be hard for you to move, and you're uh, you got a little mess going on. I gave her some water, and uh, all the students have to like walk by her as they come out. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just sitting there with a big giant trash can and vomit all over, and her friends find her, and you're like, Elizabeth, what's what happened? She's <laughs> like, I don't feel good, and uh, <laughs> then. Uh, she friended me on Instagram. Oh. Wait, but can we say that? I remember coming in after the show, be like, wow, what a great show. Why does this hallway smell like vomit? Oh, God. <laughs> Too much schnapster. Like, and you just see like, me. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Nightmare. I, like, had to babysit a college girl. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> at our bed show. Like, she had just gotten Never off the roller coaster. That's <laughs> <laughs> wild. wild. Uh, uh, Jenny, I wanted to ask you a question. Yeah. And I will. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you, you have obviously done uh, stand-up for a long time, and you're very funny, and people should check you out. Thank um, you. Uh, her website, randpaul.com. Uh, the, um, <laughs> Rand Paul Jr. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I was going to say that first one didn't sound right. Uh, <laughs> She, you've, you've also uh, been in the, the, the moving pictures, huh? I have. Oh. Um, I, I know that, you know, many comics try to transition. You're a fantastic uh, uh, actor of screen. Thank um, you. Have you had uh, uh, anything that you could, uh, you know, maybe like an audition that's been a little bit of a nightmare or like <laughs> a, a, a shoot you're like, what the f- fuck happened yeah, here what is going on okay here? my favorite audition i've ever done and i didn't get it however so um it was for glow oh it was for um the wolf, show. <laughs> the wolf character okay she wolf she wolf yeah and i had i already auditioned for uh the main character main role and um i didn't get it but they liked me enough to bring me in for this other one that's great and i was on the road and i was like i'm gonna have fun with this one so i mm. made a wolf costume out of oh a- that's awesome like an 80s wrestler wolf costume and it looks and then, great it i've looks seen great. the picture uh you you really do honestly look like one of the the glow characters so like I fucking did it, and then I happened to be on a farm that week in Upstate. <laughs> so I was just like, I was like, let's just do some weird B footage of me like attacking these farm animals. Oh wow, <laughs> that's so a great I, idea. And there are miniature horses too. Like, oh my goodness, this just gets better and better. <laughs> and like sheep, and there was one sheep that was like would attack, and so it's just like me like the going sheep would over, like, atta- like fight back. Yeah. Oh my god. It was gosh, like it would chase awesome. you. So it's just like B footage of me over like my 
warrior-esque style rant. Right. Because I try to channel the warrior. Of course. Oh, great. Um, of just like, uh, <laughs> just like me chasing farm animals and then like <laughs> going like behind rocks and like coming out of like ravines and like stalking these miniature horses. <laughs> great. They That's great. My manager was like, uh, I loved that audition so much. I showed the entire office. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if that's good. Like, were you like, look at how great my client is? Or yeah, like, yeah. my fucking client? <laughs> yeah, look at, this, look at this maniac. Yeah. He's being chased by a fucking sheep. <laughs> that's so that's great. my favorite audition video. I hope that one day I get like big enough where I can show that on like late night. <laughs> I want you to show it here. I want I, I want to share it. it with this thing or or at least a picture. If, I, if we can get it when this is released, I will yeah. attach it as yeah. a bonus. That's a great that's a good one. <laughs> um, I love that story. That's that's fantastic. I uh, think what Gary was looking more along the lines of is uh nightmare stories. I, I have a I brief mean, one, Gary, if I may. Let's hear I know it. I know this is this is all about Jenny, but I did audition. I used to audition a little bit and uh I, I think some people might know my comedy as um, sometimes naked. Uh, I was known I, to I sometimes. I have seen it. I have seen it. Uh, everyone has, unfortunately. It's not, you know, it's not something I'm incredibly proud of. It's Couple just the Christmas way that. Couple Christmas shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, think... I blame Tony V, personally. <laughs> I think I've seen your balls, but that's it. it. And there's, you know. there's a lot out there, Gary. All you got to do is, <laughs> is do a, a search on I Google. Think... You'll like be able to that, find though. my balls. I like that um, you just that you're you just are like I'm doing it because I'm using every part of me for the comedy. I think you know I, I'm not. It's not that I'm like I'm I'm not necessarily proud of it, but I'm not I'm not like uh, over time I'm I'm at peace with it. I guess like it was never yeah. it was never like a creepy thing. It was more like a freedom and nudity. Yeah, yeah. you know, you like were, I would be just like real open with nudity. Yeah. I thought it was a funny thing. I wasn't like. I hope I wasn't making people look at things they didn't want to. I always felt like they could close their eyes or look away, but I, th- I always viewed it as like a child that wasn't hit by his parents. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was hit by my parents, but just not for nudity. Um, but anyway, so but the most uncomfortable di- ad- audition I ever had, I had to take my clothes off, and you would think for someone. I mean, I was all the precursor to this part of the story. Um, you would think like having done it a lot, like live that I'd be cool with it. But when you're in a room and people are behind a camera and they're like, can you take your shirt off, please? It's immediately, it's like the worst experience of your life. You're like- Was it full nudity? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, you want to talk about nudity on camera. I've I've had sex on camera, so. Oh, really? Not like actual sex, but simulated sex on camera. Right. What's that? Jenny, your numbers for this are fantastic. You've been in how many movies? (laughs) I've been in- uh, yeah. I've been in two movies and I've had anal sex three times. What? <laughs> yes. And I've what? never been kissed. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Just like real life. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry, Jenny. I'm not so familiar with your oeuvre. That's okay. <laughs> I will, I will. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to acquaint myself so quickly though. Bad Santa 2, Fifty Shades Black, correct? Yeah. Two very wow. funny movies. Uh, I yeah. did, you know, speking of the late and great Fred Willard, I did get my butthole eaten out in front of Fred Willard. Wow. What did he say anything? Did he react? 
this, this podcast to. just hit another gear. <laughs> Again, this is all simulated. It yes, I real, get it. We all, we're all adults here, I hope. This is a zoo crew podcast. (laughs) Yeah, but this is amazing. We Um, got hot butt Jenny Zagrino on screen. (laughs) Hey, now. My question is, I don't know if I stepped on any of Gary's questions, but my question is, is it just as, like, is simulating that stuff, is it just as uncomfortable as it feels when you're watching any kind of simulated sex on, like, a movie or anything? I mean, watching watching my sex scenes are pretty awful. I, I mean, I don't like watching myself on camera at all. At all in any way, right. shape, or form. Um, I get that, but like when you're in the moment, when you're on like a set, is that is that awful, or is it just they're making you as comfortable as they can? Do they, they make walk you pretty comfortable. So, like for for Bad Santa, it was a closed set, so it was just me, Billy Bob, and then the cameraman. Okay, and like that was it. So I know they right. see stuff in that video village, but I don't. Right. <laughs> in in Fifty Shades. Everyone was there, but it was funny. Like it was yeah. comical set. Right. So it was funny. It's so like it was dolomite nice that, or something. Exactly. So then when they cut it, everyone burst out laughing because it's so yeah. silly. Right. So that was fun. Right. Um, if I ever have to do like a serious sex scene in a film, I'll be upset, but yeah. I'll do it. Like, but but if it's with like a, someone you're like really attracted to, you know, if you're, if but you're I don't like, think whoever, it would be. That's. <laughs> You never know. You never know. You have no idea. You you're so far. I mean, all those things are. I think, in some respect, really cool. I'm very castable as like a you know weirdo girl who's probably like fuck equally as weirdo person. Yeah. yeah. Or you know, I get a lot of lesbian auditions. Yeah. Sometimes the sometimes the weirdo gets to make out with Jake Gyllenhaal or something. You know, he does a lot of. Oddball things. I mean, it's not out of the question. I'm just saying it's not out of the question. You could end up... Also, your career could take a path after this pandemic. You have no fucking idea where it could end up. You could end up in, like, legitimate Oscar-worthy movies. I'm not... You know what I mean? I'm I'm just saying that that's how the world works sometimes. Yeah. Right? I mean, Michael Keaton was in a handful of goofball, silly-ass, 80s-flavored comedies, and then... You Everyone know. has to take the shit jobs until they don't have to take the shit jobs anymore. Until they yeah. prove themselves otherwise. I mean, you never know. You know, I yeah. mean, if I were casting, uh, you know, solid movies, I'd put you, I'd put both of you in them. Oh, Thank Christopher. you. I'd say that just hope, hopefully you give me work down the Start. line. The movies are all about anal sex, though. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's all, it's my, I'm going to try and win an Oscar with just all anal sex. Two Jews and an Irishman. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen yeah. um the great yet have you been watching it i would like to my oh, it's funny so besides you only my mother has recommended it so i oh, put you in good it's company so good i'm with the uh the 98 bulls right now so <laughs> I'll, I'll come through <laughs> after that uh jenny uh uh we just have a couple final thousand questions uh, okay. go. uh head and shoulders above all is there one thing that stands out uh <laughs> do you do you i'm a dad now this <laughs> you're such an asshole uh do you do you have a show i i don't like to end on a bad note a show that okay. was hellish in nature could have been a nightmare uh, all the surrounding events of it were crazy mm-hmm. uh but you actually you know had like a fun time or set 
Um, could be in movies, could be a stand-up, whatever you want uh, here. So, like, could, this could have gone wrong, but turned out to be right. fucking great. Um, let me think. I think a lot of those gigs that you got to drive out to, you know, I always loved getting in the car with friends, going to the gig mm-hmm. that we knew where it was like going to be trash or not great, <laughs> yeah. but you have fun anyways. I think I have a couple college gigs like that, that I can think of that like, I thought were going to be terrible. Like maybe only 10 people showed up, but then it ended up being like the most fun 10 kids yeah. kind of thing, Yeah, which they I really wanted that. to be there. Yeah, they wanted to be there. Also the same too with like, I've had, you know, I've had a handful of like 10 p.m. Saturday night shows that you think are going to be trash, but it's like the most fun because everyone's like really loose and just wants to like have a good time. I'm trying to think if there's like specifically one show. Do you guys have one? Of like a show that didn't, that went That you thought was going to be horrible and it went great? That's a lot of shows. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, even though I am an optimist, there is a measure of like, oh, no, there's no way this could be good. Oh, it's great. You know, it's fun. Yeah. Um, but I think like a lot of the shows that I have fun at end up being an absolute disaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, to back to the nudity thing, I was in, uh, you guys, you both know Andy O'Feish, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> pioneer of naked comedy. You, you, Gary yep. said that in such a disappointed way. Um, <laughs> I get it. Uh, I ended up traveling to, my brother and I went to the uh, Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And I had to, as part of the reason why we were there, Gar- uh, he was producing our show. And I had to do his nude show every single night. Uh, and I, I didn't really want to do it. I'm not a you know, not afraid to say, I really, I was like kind of tired of it. And I had to headline and my brother wouldn't join me on stage and he wouldn't get nude. So I was like, essentially it felt like kind of like selling my soul a little <laughs> to be Edinburgh, which I didn't even want to be at. Yeah. Um, but I did this one show there where we got asked to do this like late night talk show. So every night I would go out and I would be nude. And there's a longer story where there was this like gay British fella who would sit in the crowd and just sort of watch me like, like with like puppy dog eyes and just be like, Oh my God. You know, he was so excited to see me every night, but uh, that's just a little sidebar. But then I ended up on this talk show and the talk show was packed and it was like in the round. And I had this bit I had worked on throughout the month that we were there where I would sort of turn into a werewolf, (laughs) like not actually an actual literal, literal werewolf but i would i would act out on stage like sort of becoming a, a werewolf while i was nude and then i would <laughs> crawl through the crowd just kind of like grabbing people's heads and like you know just slinking about in the crowd and this this month was a complete uh awful time like i didn't enjoy much of it and it you know i was drinking a lot and it took me a long time to get over it about a decade and uh but this one night uh this one show we did i did this like one bit with the werewolf thing and my brother was like that was incredible he's like nobody in the crowd wanted to be touched or near you like nobody wanted to they were all like this nude guy's climbing like why is this guy climbing on me but they were all completely enwrapped by the fact that you were climbing around the rest of the crowd and they were all sort of like (laughs) craning their necks it was like a car crash 
but it got, but a, but a beautiful one. I hope. Yeah. Uh, but I just remember enjoying that moment of being like, yeah, this is a nightmare, but I'm going to make the best of this. And yeah. we were on this kind of like prime time show. And then after that, this is a little, uh, I guess the sort of postscript to it all. I, um, I was asked to assist puppetry of the penis. Ooh. Um, and I wasn't touching anyone else's penis. I was touching my own, but doing like things they would show me how to do, you know, mm. like, so the, these guys were, uh, on Broadway and a lot of people forget. And they had, I think it, their show might've been on HBO. Oh, I don't forget. The so they, would, <laughs> <laughs> they showed me how to do like, turn my ding dong into like a hamburger or uh. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I always felt like if I were ever going to have kids, that might be something I would creep like a grandchild out with. You know, I'd be like, you know, I performed with puppetry of the penis. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was great. Ball. I remember, Jenny, you were part of like to, along the same lines as Chris, the, the Liz Fang character did the burlesque shows. Yeah. Which were always kind of wild because women are getting semi nude. And, uh, right. you know, they get characters. It was pretty supportive. But did you ever have any nightmare? Because you did this character who was like... Oh, the nightmare? Okay, the nightmare gig that we did as Burlesque is that we got hired to do a Venture Brothers fan group show <laughs> that was going to be a convention at a hotel. They ended up getting kicked out of the hotel. And so <laughs> what they ended up doing is having the convention at one of the person's grandparents retirement home and it was a russian <laughs> retirement home in lynn ah wow so we were we were like what is this and we get there and it's literally like 10 people and i was like i cannot believe this and in the corner there's this old russian lady selling her jewelry so i bought some of the jewelry that's great but it ended up being like really fun because they were so into it but also i was like this is so insane we're at an elderly folks home in lynn massachusetts none of them speak english they're all russian wow performing for like 10 nerds of this one specific show the venture brothers and your character liz fang was like an asshole like yeah. your character was like a tony a british tony clifton-esque uh amy winehouse nightmare pre her death i think yes <laughs> yeah and it just like i just railed into these kids i was like <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. Guess no one's fucking in this building. Oh, wow. <laughs> Except yeah. your grandparents. But That's yeah, it was, it was super fun. <laughs> I love, I miss, I miss that stuff. I miss performing. That <laughs> sounds like a show oh, that should much. be at the Edinburgh Fringe. We'll get oh, there. Yeah, Rogue. Yeah, we were great. Yeah. Oh, Rogue, Rogue Burlesque still performs in Boston, but awesome. I am not part of it. Um, yeah. Guys, I do have another show to get ready for. We uh, we were out of time anyway, so that yeah, was yeah, perfect. That was, we were going to wrap it up right there. That was Yay. amazing. Thank you. Jenny Z is on the internet. Check her out. Uh, we'll put her uh, social medias in. Jenny Zagrino and everything. Yeah. Uh, 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 Boom. Uh, Jenny Zagrino, very funny, talented, hilarious. Uh, my partner, you. Christopher Walsh. Yes, thank uh, you so much for joining thanks, us, Jenny. Guys. It was a real pleasure. And Lovely to see your faces. Yeah, good to see you too. Glad you're doing well. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, we're all fine.